In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. We want to wish each of you a blessed day. The word for today is repent. And repentance does not come with torment. It comes with grace. Repent, repent, repent. It comes with grace. And how we need the grace of repentance every day. I know some people say, when you ask Jesus to be your Lord, you do not have to repent anymore. That's a lie. That's a lie. We need to repent under the mercy of God. It is not with torment that we repent. It is with grace that we repent. I'm looking at Mark 10, verse 13. People were bringing little children to Jesus in order that he might touch them. And the disciples spoke sternly to them. The disciples said, get these kids out of the way. We're into real business. Jesus responds. But when Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is of such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. Truly, truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Are you a little child? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Are you a little child? Little children go to heaven. That's the way it is. Not the one that has all these theological phrases unless they know Jesus. Little children go to heaven. And why? Because they're vulnerable. They're open. They they receive Jesus. Little girl last night, I prayed with her, and she was the most beautiful little thing. She closed her eyes and put her hands together in prayer as I prayed over her, and I was so touched. And the Lord says, the kingdom of God is like little children, little children that are vulnerable, that are open, that love me. This is a beautiful child. She really influenced my night. I could think of her all night, that she was with her eyes closed and her hands in prayer. Why are little children going to heaven? I'll tell you why. Because they love Jesus, and they're not afraid to love Jesus. And they're pure. The pure of heart will see God. You know, when, when we when we have purity, it's easy to like a child. 
it becomes very easy to enter into the spiritual realm and understand the spiritual realities and the secrets of the kingdom. And we become like little children again through repentance and through surrendering our life to Jesus. Last night I had her brother pray for me and I could feel the anointing coming through his hands. I don't ask many people to pray for me, but the Lord showed me, ask Aiden to pray for you. And I could feel the power of God coming through his hands because God, he hears children's prayers. Today, if you're not getting a prayer answered, find a child and ask that child to lay hands on you and pray for your desire and watch what God does. One of those little children, Aiden, the mother was having a problem with pain. And she said, I have no one to pray with me. And Aiden, her little son, said, Mama, I'll pray with you. And he prayed with her, and the pain left. This is, this is the way of God, this innocence. You know what? I'm innocent, but I'm not ignorant. There's a difference. I don't think in ways that profound people think. I think simply by the grace of God. I'm reading the 17th verse, 10th chapter of Mark. And he was setting out on a journey. A man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your mother and your father. He said to Jesus, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Now listen to the next line. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said, You lack one thing. Go sell what you own and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving for he had many possessions. Jesus looked at him and loved him. I'm going to tell you, he thought about that many times. He had never felt the love of, like Jesus. I always think he comes back sometime because Jesus looked at him and loved him. Jesus looks at you today and loves you. He loves you not for what you have, but for who you are. He loves you. He went to the cross for you. He rose from the dead for you. And he's got plans for your life. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. How we need a hope. How we need a future. Someone came to me and said, I want to have in my life something I can live for something I could die for. I'm going to tell you who that is. That's Jesus. Someone I live for, someone I die for, 
someone that see me every single day and looks at me with love. I want to tell you one of the things Maria Vadia does. She says, I'm the Lord's favorite. I'm going to tell you, I'm the Lord's favorite. Anthony's the Lord's favorite. You're the Lord's favorite. This is something that we have to realize that the Lord favors each one of us. So when I say, I'm the Lord's favorite, you should say, I'm the Lord's favorite too. Yeah. That's because you exist in a, in a dimension, in a reality with Jesus, as if you were the only person on this earth. Jesus looks upon you uh, as if you were the only person on this earth, and he desires to have this one-on-one -on -one encounter with you. You know, it's when it, when Jesus looks at the man with the rich man with love, and then first Jesus looks us at us with love, and then what he tells us is the most loving thing for us. So for this man, he knew he was attached to his riches and attached to his wealth, and because of that, he wasn't attached to the heavenly goods. So in Jesus' love, he said, leave it, because your attachment to this world is breaking the attachment to heaven. You're being consumed with the things of this world is not allowing you to be consumed with the things of heaven. And Jesus gave him an opportunity to say, just give up the things of this world. Just give him up. So I can give you all the gifts and all the graces of heaven. And Jesus tells us that every day. Whatever Jesus is putting in our life, whatever he's leading us to do by the power of the Holy Spirit, in our flesh, we may not like it. We, it might seem so overwhelming to us. But if Jesus is leading us to do something, it's because what Jesus has for you is far greater than we could ask, think, or imagine. Far greater than what we conceive what we have for ourselves. Now, if this rich young man gave it all up and he went to follow Jesus, Jesus, he supplies for our needs. He would have supplied for everything he needed, but he would have filled them in heaven in such a way that this man would not even be worried about the things of earth. He would be consumed with the gift of heaven. I ask myself that today. Anthony, am I consumed only by the graces from heaven? Or am I getting caught up in all the worldly goods? Lord Jesus, just let me be consumed only in the graces of heaven, only in the eternal goods, because only in eternity can we be happy. Last night at the prayer meeting, we got a word from the Lord that the Lord was marking everyone. If they were in that church, it's because they were being marked for eternal graces and there was in their life was being marked well today we release that to you if you are listening to this broadcast you snapped it on today because the lord is marking you and he's releasing eternity within you he's releasing graces not of this world but of heaven into you. Lord, let the light of Christ that comes from the throne of God penetrate every cell in everyone's body who is listening and release spiritual gifts that far surpass anything they can receive on this earth. Flood them and inebriate them now. Verse 21. 
Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked around and said, For men it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. You, You have to know that today. Your mountain of whatever it is, is not impossible for God. He wants to move that mountain, that mountain of fear, that mountain of depression, that mountain of torment. He wants to move that mountain. He just needs to say a word as you surrender to him. Surrender to Jesus and he will take care of everything. You need to surrender to him and repent, and he will take care of everything. That's God. Again, this young man saw Jesus loving him. I still think one day he returned, and he said, I give up. I surrender. I need the love that you had for me. I need it to go on in my life. And that love is freely given. You know, every day, even today, even right now, Jesus, he desires to encounter you infinitely more than we could ever want to encounter him. The love of God is a matter of receiving. On the cross, Jesus did it all. And now through him, we receive the Father's love by opening our life. You know, the level of authority that we carry, it's correlated to how much we have given our life over to Jesus. You know, we can possess Jesus, but first we need to be possessed by him. We just need to understand the goodness of God and give everything to the Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) So Lord Jesus, right now we fuse ourselves into your love. We fuse ourselves into your divine will. We give up our plans for today and we want only your plans when you want when i want only what jesus wants for us then life becomes easy it's always a matter of the heart and jesus wants you to desire only him today desire only jesus today worry about only jesus today and when we worry only about jesus then he worries about our problems for us well he doesn't worry about anything he takes care of our problems jesus goes before us when we trust and surrender in him children do not have a worry in the world children they're just happy and they trust in their father and they're peaceful and they're joyful. So you can trust in God today. Before this broadcast, I was reading that if you're a man or a woman of God and you've been chosen by Jesus, 
We cannot die until it's the Lord's will to take us off this earth. So we have nothing to fear. We have nothing to fear. You have nothing to fear. Peter began to say to Jesus, Look, Lord, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the kingdom who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields with persecutions. Notice he doesn't say fathers because there's only one father, the good father in heaven. Today, for the first time, I prayed, good father, because Jesus says only God is good. And for the first time, I prayed, good father, I need you, I want you, I love you, and persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. Who were the first ones, the Jewish people? They'll be last. Who were the last people, the Gentiles? They'll be first. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's you and me. You, you are loved with an everlasting love. God has plans for you. God says nothing is impossible for me. Nothing is impossible for me. So you look at your problems, and they look like mountains. But Jesus is bigger than the mountain. He says, in the name of Jesus, you say, this mountain move by the power of the Spirit. And you know, the mountain of fear, depression, anxiety, those are mountains. And God wants you to declare mountains of fear move in Jesus' name. Mountains of anxiety move in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name alone. And a lot of times we have fear and anxiety just because we don't believe in God and we don't understand the revelation of Jesus. Jesus is going to work everything out for you, you know? Think about every problem you've ever had in your life. Every, the good thing is they all work themselves out. Each and every problem you've ever had in your life that I've ever had in my life, they've all worked themselves out. And maybe God used a person, maybe he used us, but it was always all God. And God works out, he goes before us, and he works out everything for us. And he works it out when we get the lesson we need to receive. When we get the lesson of just trusting God and not in our own power. When we put our hand on something, it gets in God's way. If our hand is filled with anxiety or it's filled with untrust in God. But you know what I say? I just ignore, I don't, I ignore the problem and I just keep chasing after Jesus and I let Jesus resolve it. I ignore the battle and I let 
Jesus resolve it. I'm not into, you know, spreading all the bad news in the darkness. I'm into just looking into the light of Christ, looking into the heavens, not even being consumed by anything of the world. Just waking up every day and say, Jesus, whatever's going on in my life, I know you have it under control. My only job is to seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and let you provide everything for me and let you provide it. You are created every day to draw closer to the Lord Jesus Christ, to love the Lord Jesus Christ, and for no other reason. You know, Jesus, he'll give us inspiration and he'll give us a grace. He may want to use us in this world. He may want to use us to fix our problem. But how it works is he inspires us to do something. And when we have the inspiration, he gives us the grace to do it today. Some people, Jesus is inspiring you to clean your house or clean your room. Something little. And if you're inspired to do that, it means you have the grace to do it. Some people, you're being inspired to call someone who is alone. Jesus is inspiring you to do it. You have the grace to do it. First, Jesus trusts us with the little, and then he expands it. But I'll tell you something about holiness. It's the littlest things that are the hardest. It's the smallest things that are the hardest, the little mortification. You know, it was it's easy it's it was easier for me to do a forty day fast than it was to keep my to keep my room clean sometimes or to keep my car clean. But for me these are the little things that Jesus is calling me to do. And I know I have the grace to do it. I just need to comply with that grace. I wanna look at what Jesus said. You who have left mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, lands will have more mothers, brothers, sisters, lands in this life and persecutions. And I want to tell you, cancer is not something God sends to you. That is not the persecution. The persecution comes when we witness to Jesus and people laugh at us. That's what happens. The persecution comes when people think we're nuts because we love Jesus. That's what happens. I remember my uncle, when I first started giving my life to Jesus, he said, well, don't take it so seriously. And I said to myself, I do, I take it very seriously and joyfully. I've given myself totally to Jesus. But he was trying to warn me, thinking that if I gave myself totally to the Lord, I'd get sick. No. Give yourself totally to the Lord, and you get free, right. not sick. Right. Free. For freedom, Christ has set you free. That's why he sets you free, so you would be free. That's because when God, Jesus owns every area of your life, what people think, the things of this world that enslave you, they fade away. Jesus wants to remove every vice grip this world puts on us and give you the freedom of heaven in every area of your life. Jesus wants you to be filled with his power and his love. He wants you to live on earth as it is in heaven, interiorly. When we are detached from what people think about us, then we become free. You know, 
we cannot worry about what Tim, Tom, or Sally thinks because in the end of the day, you know what? When they see a Christian who has a fire of God in them, Jesus is irresistible. He's irresistible. And when we preach Jesus, we want to be irresistible to people because everyone is looking for the love of God. Everyone is looking for Jesus. You know, I was at the St. Anthony's Festival this weekend and I was just pray I was walking around praying. It was it was wonderful, you know, they were carrying the saints around and processing. But after the festival was over, I was just walking, everyone was drinking and stuff, but I had walked by this per this kid, this person, and he was in an alley and the Holy Spirit I felt like he stopped me and he was like go tell him that I created him to work miracles for me. So as I turned around to tell him, I turned around and I actually was watching him make a drug deal. I turned around and I saw it in a second. So I just waited and I just laughed. And as soon as he was done, I grabbed him. I said, hey brother, I thought he, I think he thought I was a cop at first, but I was a police for Jesus. And immediately I said, hey man, listen, Jesus wants to use you, the Holy Spirit stopped me. And he wants to use you to work signs, wonders, and miracles. I know you may not believe this right now. And I just started prophesying over his life. And I told him, everything you're looking for is in Jesus. And, you know, he was blown away. And I prayed for him to receive the anointing and the Holy Spirit. And then the rest is up to God. But the thing is, it doesn't matter what area of anyone's life they're in what they're doing. There's only one way to the Father, but Jesus wants to meet you and he wants to meet everyone exactly where they're at. And it doesn't matter where someone's at, what's in their card and what they're doing. If you approach someone and receive the love of God and release the love of God upon their life, Jesus is irresistible to them. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.